listening to Spitball with Adri Ballhawk Mellows and Marcus Innuendo Bingo Henson. Hello and welcome to episode 67 of Spitball. This is our end of season review. Apologies for the delay in bringing this to you. Unfortunately, with some of our other projects, uh, we've been a little bit delayed this year, so we do apologise, but we're here with you now. Unfortunately, got a couple of apologies to make uh, to start with. And you know by now, I'm sure, that I like to try and get all of the crew together for the end of season show, but... Unfortunately, we have to send apologies from who unfortunately cannot be with us uh, this evening, and also Harry Stat Attack Stashevsky also cannot be with us this evening. So, joining me in the studio or the Bullhawks Nest conference room, as I like to call it, <laughs> we have Marcus Innuendo Bingo Henson. How are you, sir? I'm not bad, thank you. I'm very good. <laughs> Excellent. Also joining us is the boss, the producer, the gaffer, the man that keeps everything rolling, Mark, the producer, Taylor. How are you, sir? Evening. How's it going? Very good, sir. Yourself? Yeah, it's going really good at the moment. Excellent. And for the first time in the Bullhawks Nest studios, you may have heard him earlier on in the year, we have the young Lewis Crawley. How are you, sir? Welcome oh, back. Oh, I'm very good, man. Thank you very much for having me back. My my pleasure, my pleasure. So, guys, it's been a great season. I want to start off with some of our favourite moments or games from the 2014-15 season, officially known as the 2014 season in <laughs> NFL terms. But let's start off with you, Marcus. Some of your favourite moments from this last season. Favourite moments or favourite games? Where should we go? Favourite moments. Start with favourite moments. Fa- yeah. Favourite moment has to probably be the one, boss. That- let's decide favourite moments then uh, I think the biggest favourite moment has to be probably the catch of the year one we'll put, I think we've all got it written down uh, the Des Bryant one that nearly got a touchdown yeah, um, yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> the Terrence William toe drag in game 6 against Seattle <laughs> <laughs> oh my god he's going to do this all night yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well if you're not specific <laughs> not specific <laughs> uh, I, I've got to say uh, Odell Beckham's just magnificent one handed falling backwards being passed interfered with as I'm just going to land on my back and just full attitude ah oh, boy wah yeah yeah that catch <laughs> dear NFL yeah. I am here Love Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was, yeah, was yeah. it week 12 against the Cowboys, it wasn't was, it? Yeah. It was, yeah. And not only was it one-handed, but it was only three fingers as well, Yeah, that's wasn't the thing. It, it was, yeah. Bowling ball, basically. Yeah. <laughs> it was a bowling ball catch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, I have that absolutely down. Um, I think it's in the, the show notes that week as well, but I think it's only fair that it goes back in the show notes for this show as well, just so that if people have been sleeping for the last 12 months and haven't seen the catch, then... Definitely, we'll have that in the show notes. It was described during commentary uh, as possibly the best catch they'd ever seen, and I don't know that I've seen many better catches either, to be fair. Not even at the Spartans. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, how about you, uh, young Lewis? What sort of. Let's have a, a moment from yourself that you can think back to. I think my favourite one has to be one I never would have predicted it, um, which makes it even better. Um, well, I've got two actually, but um, the first one. I'd probably say was the uh, 
pass from Tom Brady to Julian Edelman and he just sent it straight downfield just for the touchdown oh the that's, trick play so uh, the, the lateral to Edelman for the actually that's also one that uh, young Sunshine wanted me to mention as well so well done Lewis you got to help me out there buddy <laughs> nice little trick play again um, for the show notes I think we'll have to put that in there as well so people can see um, yeah beautiful little trick play completely yeah. caught everyone unaware yeah, definitely and it really showed as well like, as soon as it was executed they weren't expecting it lateral straight out deep downfield and, and I think what was it they, they I remember uh, he, uh, watching it in the commentary was saying that they, he was a uh, like wasn't he the a court? Was he the quarterback? He was the quarterback in college. Yeah, yeah it was, I think. Yeah, I think. Um, and you know, I guess to you know go from wide receiver to a <laughs> quarterback in a few seconds and make complete complete a pass for a touchdown is pretty impressive. Well, he's growing up being a quarterback, hadn't he? So I think he was. Yeah. I think he was drafted, uh, and he was still technically a quarterback when he was drafted, and then the Converted, Pats turned yeah. into a receiver, didn't they? Oh, so oh, yeah. So well, Belichick is a genius. We yeah, know this anyway. True. Really. So um, yeah, for me. One moment, I think I'm going to go with this one over the next one, and that is the Optimus Grimes, the Brent Grimes ah, one-handed yeah, interception yeah. when he was defending Megatron. Um, the pun was right there, wasn't it, for all of the commentators. When you're defending against Megatron and you make an interception, Optimus Grimes, just beautiful. It was like <laughs> it's like it was written in the stars. It was, it was one of my choice, uh, choices as well, uh, to be honest, being biased. But... Uh, Bearing in mind how bearing in mind how big Megatron is, uh, it's amazing that Optimus manages to get to it being only five foot ten. But That's I true. can only dream of being five foot ten anyway. So well, this is true, yeah, because you're four foot <laughs> five foot five and a half, my friend. Ah, uh, that half makes a difference, man. Oh yeah, That's the difference so between does. accepting a pass and letting it sail over your head. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> That's it, man. The battle between uh, <laughs> lions and um, and dolphins. dolphins. Yeah, a great game. And yeah. I'm going to throw another one in there as well. I'm going to be cheeky, using my position here as the the main presenter, and throw in Devin Hester when he broke the punt and kick return touchdown yeah. record, or I think it's officially known as the unoffensive touchdown record, something strange like that. Yeah. But yeah, it's the return touchdown record, twentieth one, seventy yards against. Oh, just, that was a game as well. That, remember, we were talking about Hester because I think he made it onto my weekly awards that week, and he could have won offense, he could have won defense because he had he had a reception touchdown, he had the punt touchdown, and he also forced a fumble as well yeah, during, during that game as well off a pick that uh, Ryan had thrown. So just uh, yeah, what a, an unbelievable moment though. Again, yeah, Hester return going in the show notes for sure. Any other plays, guys, we can think of before we move um, on to the games? Well, well, without plays, I think if you're going to mention moments as well, um, sort of records, the one where Manning went and broke the, the passing record would be another one that's... Beat Brett Favre, wasn't yeah. it? It was a record held by Brett, uh, Brett Favre. I can't remember how many touchdowns it was, though. Ah. Yeah. This is in touch career yeah, touchdowns. Yeah, literally, so yeah. Over All-time, all wasn't it? All-time um, uh, pass scorer... Uh, yeah, pass wasn't even referred to as pass, pass leader. Touch, yeah, yeah. yeah. all time passing leader. Yeah, and then literally is yeah. So I mean, well, yeah, Peyton Manning is going to be one of those sort of special categories. I, I don't know some people are going to be like, oh, they won't count the post Colts yeah, era yeah, yeah, as yeah. much, but I think he's just as significant. And I think right. last year yeah. sort of. You know where you just put that, that cherry on top. I think. Yeah, he made definitely what well, he, he made himself definitely well known when he when he went to the Broncos and it showed. You know, he's, he's you know set up 
Definitely some uh, records for himself on that one. Yeah, I think you can't not count the, yeah. the post Colts era with the records yeah. he set with the Broncos because they went on to set like the most points in a season. Mm, yeah, and most he yeah. had the most uh, passing touchdowns in a season, yeah, most yeah, passing yes, yards yes. in a season. So actually, yeah, theory, you almost yeah. have to say, well, yeah. he was almost as successful in two seasons with the Broncos as he was in. Ten with the with the Colts. So that's what's nice to see because a lot of time when those quarterbacks sort of reach that point in their career and get put on the sort of like the the club merry-go-round. Yeah. You look at what Brett Favre did, and just you know Jets and and then Viking. Oh, it's just awful. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, he was a special. He was a special uh, retire. I'm retired. Yeah, retire, yeah. retire. I'm retired. <laughs> I'm making my <laughs> But most reach that sort of the, the peak and then they just sort of drop off. Yeah. So it's nice that he sort of climbed an extra summit or something. He still kept. Yeah. He still, I think he kind of showed that. He still had a lot more left to prove. Well, a lot more left in him. Yeah, and of course he's coming back this year as well, isn't he? So yeah, he's coming back to the Broncos. They're going to try and go again in the one, Super Bowl. Uh, one more Super Bowl run. Yeah, can they get past Brady? <laughs> <laughs> Just personal opinion. Yeah. <laughs> but what about yourself, Lewis? Any other moments you can think of? Do you I have think else? Um, as much as it kills me to say, oh, I'm joking. Um, I think one of the best things I saw was um, the Bills beating the Packers. Uh, let's not go there. What? Oh, <laughs> Oh, I don't think I was uh, awake for that. Um, <laughs> it kind of happened then. <laughs> yeah, um, it was against uh, my my beloved Packers, but of course, being on an unbiased point of view, was the uh, standard college play, the fake field goal touchdown. One of the I didn't see it coming. It was it was incredible, but I think picking that out of the bag was the great decision by Pete Carroll in the uh, conference game you're talking Carroll, about there yes, yeah sorry because I know they played them at the beginning of the season didn't they it was uh, yeah they're for the conference game and it really you know they they <laughs> it really took them by surprise but it was such a great such a such a great move and fair play yeah fair play Pete Carroll yeah that would definitely that would definitely go down in one of one of the coolest uh, trick uh, trick players I've seen in a while but from a defensive point of view, and I think we spoke about this at the time, we're absolutely battered Clay Matthews because he's got no business coming to try and tackle the kicker there. Yeah. If you've got a receiver coming downfield, the rest of the coverage, I mean, they've basically got Just the kicker the by the arm. They've got John Ryan by the arm yeah. Yeah. when he made the touchdown pass over Matthews' head. So it's like he never, ever had any business. But no, that's it. obviously spur of the moment, didn't expect it to happen. Yeah, so it's exactly. just like, ah, what do I do? Oh, yeah. tackle the ball carrier. Oh, wait. Oh, there it goes. But done it, yeah, exactly that. Yeah. Done it, shoved though, didn't it? So you got them what they needed. And yeah, it gets the momentum yeah. after a touchdown exactly. like yeah, that. That's the thing, that's the talking point. If it had come off like now, it's like the most amazing trick play. If it hadn't worked, they'd be like, the most stupidest play ever. Yeah. Well, no, they have that now, though, anyway, they don't they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's our different kettle fish, which yeah. will come on to oh, shortly. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so some great moments there. So let's go on to games now games of the season that we really enjoyed or really stood out to us um, I'm going to start with actually I'm going to come to you Mark I think first okay boss man well obviously uh, on a personal note it would be my first international series game ah yeah Dolphins uh, Raiders that's <laughs> <laughs> how you're going to use that <laughs> welcome to uh, Spitball buddy <laughs> so, you know 38-14 um, we were classed as the underdogs really because because of the the black hole, the, the fans that were there. Yeah, let's go Raiders. Um, Raiders went very very quiet. They did, uh, especially. Those. I was the loudest Raider fan in there, and I wasn't even a Raider fan. <laughs> especially those guys in front. 
Uh, and to be fair, actually, that was the thing because we were sat by a few Dolphins fans, weren't we? And I have to say, the banter of that was brilliant because we were sat by a few Dolphins fans. We had some a few group of Raiders fans in front, and there was like banter going back and forth between the two. Of them. Like, oh, sit out! Oh. We, we thought we'd really upset them at one point because they disappeared. They disappeared about half hour or so, didn't they? But then when they came back, they bought the guy behind us, the guy next to us, sorry, a beer, didn't yeah. they? So it was just like, oh, fair play, man. I think they, go, I think they thought if they ever give him a beer, he might shut up. <laughs> well, they could have they could have but if he's anything like me then that would never work he's just going to spur him on so <laughs> yeah, yeah I just got the look of death from Marcus so he knows exactly what I'm talking about <laughs> but yeah great moment but yeah speak of the devil Marcus yourself I mean that international series game I know you were there as well because we did a little bit of a up beforehand didn't we so just kind of getting the atmosphere it was one of the better atmospheres certainly pre-game I think with the two groups of fans because they were two of the teams that first came over really or first started to get popular in this country the, yeah. the Raiders yeah. and the got Goffins. big fan bases yeah. in they the really 80s have. yeah that's when they were both uh, they, they were massive weren't they it was, it was a team team to support weren't they back in uh, yeah back in the 80s well the um Dan Marino was over in 88 for the, the, uh, the yeah. first game at Wembley so uh, there's always been that fan base there in the UK from that moment yeah. really yeah so yeah well actually sticking with that if we go to good games sticking with the international series how about the comeback you know the, there's a line at- <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh what's this I think my notes man not only can he read them upside down, but he can read them on the side of a screen. Oh, <laughs> yeah, uh, the overtime. The, 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 I think what really made it was the fact that the field goal, the, the first field goal, yes. completely going down, and then oh no, go re kick it, and then just. Well, like, it was t- as time yeah, expired, wasn't exactly. it? Not overtime. It was as time yes. expired, so it was just. Um, and, and that was it. It was the false start, false start pen- penalty, kick. which meant they got to retry and then kicked it beautifully. It's just. I believe they couldn't have planned that better, really, could they? No, and I think selling the sport over here, because we've had a few games over the last couple of years that haven't quite sold it to its full expectation. I wonder why that is. To be fair, even that Raiders-Dolphins game, it started off really well and really competitive, but then it started to go a bit downhill when Miami took over. It did. But I think also having it at lunchtime, that Falcons Lions game, the what was for us the one thirty kickoff, wasn't it? Which is Much the better, yeah. like the nine o'clock kickoff. Eight, I think that works better yeah, for yeah, us, yeah. doesn't I it? I think the Yanks loved it as well, didn't they? Like they the get up, watch like football on the East up. Coast. Yeah, yeah, they were like bang nine a.m. Having my breakfast, watching football. Yeah. Yeah. On, the, on the West Coast, they were like, does football like six o'clock in the morning? <laughs> but that's yeah. perfect. You kind of watch football from six in the morning right through to. To the early yeah. evening, if you're on the west coast, that's oh, yeah, just yeah. that's perfect. And then still go out and have a few beers in the evening. I tell you what, if you're east coast, it's even better because you can probably sit there, wake up Saturday morning to the college game. Yeah, watch of course. It's Sunday, watch the, like the west coast games finish up around about sort of like two a.m. Go for a couple of drinks. Well, I mean, if you're, if you're, if you're somewhere like New York, where pretty much everything's open all the time, and yeah. you're going to be in a bar yeah, all the way sorry. through. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Saturday, Sunday. This is sounding like a good holiday practice. <laughs> 
<laughs> international spitball instead of international series. <laughs> New York brought, brought, from, brought from a hit, brought to you from a bar somewhere in downtown Manhattan. It's like hour. Yeah. We're into the 40th hour. I'm still going strong. I don't know going on. <laughs> what game is this? <laughs> Where are we? <laughs> what what they keep Football changing marathon. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, are you telling me you sent the same team? <laughs> if it's got the Madden commentary, it probably would be. They're just about to kick off. No, this is the start of overtime, mate. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, classic. We digress a little. We are so. Uh, Lewis, do you have any games left that haven't been stolen by other people? Um, well, funny you say uh, No, I'm joking. Um, Bill's I'm... Packers. <laughs> Let's stop bringing that up. <laughs> we may or may It's going to be a long yeah, night. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, I'll probably say uh, one of my favourite games of the season um, has to be yeah, Packers-Patriots. 26-21 win. Two of the best quarterbacks in the league. You know, going head-to-head with both with really good defences, both with incredible offences I mean you know like with Brady um, you know like, and his armament of wide receivers you've got uh, Aaron Rodgers again with his you know arm of uh, wide receivers and then you know we've it was a it was a very well fought game both uh, uh, both to the teeth and you know to kind of uh, walk away with a victory against the Pats you know it kind of could have been what if Super Bowl but uh, I guess we'll uh, never know <laughs> yeah we're not, we're not going to even talk about that conference game oh is that in my show oh no wait a minute <laughs> um, <clears throat> but, uh, it, was a, yeah, it was a good game I enjoyed watching that one that's when I was uh, yeah, I was very keen uh, keen on watching it just because yeah I really like Tom Brady but uh, you know I really like Aaron Rodgers and to see him kind of play against each other was really really good excellent well I'm going to throw in a couple that are really going to annoy Lewis so we'll probably dust over those quite quickly one is the aforementioned Bill's Green Bay game that was one of my favourite games of the season sorry Lewis not sorry hashtag (laughs) (laughs) but for me from a Bill's fan Ralph Wilson Stadium the week before we'd held Peyton Manning to no touchdowns Going into Ralph Wilson Stadium, held Aaron Rodgers without any touchdowns. Bakari Rambo getting his first two picks. The Thigpen punt return, which I think that, for me, was the turning point in the game. We were 3-0 down. Thigpen gets the punt return touchdown. And then yeah. all of a sudden, the momentum of the game just goes just massively swings in the Bills' favour, gets all the crowd involved. And we'll have to check this one out, maybe. But I'm sure if you score a special team's touchdown, again, it's something that comes back to the Madden commentary. Nice little plug for them there. But if you get a special team's touchdown, how many teams lose after they've had a special team's touchdown? It's It's just such a massive momentum shift in the game. But So that was one. Hashtag sorry, hashtag not sorry. Uh, Green Bay Seattle Championship game. I mean, (laughs) I'm sorry, Lewis, I have to bring it up because it was a great game to watch. You had everything. You wanted Green Bay just getting out of the league. You're thinking, what on earth is going on with Seattle? I mean, they just look like they just kind of evaporated. Wilson was throwing picks left, right, and the ha-ha Clinton Dix had some amazing interceptions that I think yeah. his second one was kind of just managed to get one hand to it didn't he before he then kind of brought it back into his body and um, well, you had no idea where that game was going until again that special team's touchdown Touch and then it just completely swung the game in their favour yeah. and Brandon Boykin unfortunately paid for his mistake as well after being released at the end of the season didn't he after yeah. going up for an onside kick that he you know he, he shouldn't have against Spur at the moment you know these things happen and uh, yeah the game I want to mention as well I'm not sure if any of you guys have got this but 
San Diego 49ers in week 16 the oh. San Diego comeback from 20.1 points down <laughs> yeah. I mean Marcus helped me out here <laughs> what did you make of that game mate yeah I mean I think there was another one early in the year where San Diego did almost the same thing to Seattle didn't they or they, they at least upset them they may have run them close run yeah. them close and I think it was one of those ones there well, actually, or did they beat them because beat Seattle them. lost yeah, they to they lost to the Cowboys yeah. they've yeah. lost four games in the season yeah, yeah. I, think, I think San Diego beat them early in the season it was kind of just like they did this there was something they were, something about them beating it West teams oh because it was teams with uh, great tight ends as well wasn't it obviously yeah, yeah Witten and Dallas and yeah. then um, both Gates both destroyed them, as well. them you look at Wilson and um, Kaepernick and they were very much I don't think she pretty much went the Seattle game plan worked let's try it on the 49ers but uh, that was again it was a sort of cabinet but the thing it was implosion it, yeah it didn't yeah. work did it against the 49ers to start with I mean the, the 49ers were up by 21 points at one stage yeah, yeah. and Kaepernick even had happened was it about an 85 yard touchdown <laughs> run or something like that late in the game yeah. but somehow managed to pull it out in overtime and just thought I just remember watching because I don't think I'd known the score and I remember just watching it and just thinking what on earth just happened there? Because I, I was obviously keeping an eye on San Diego because at that time it was like, well, San Diego needs to lose, build, upset, build sort yeah, of building you're, you're up kind of towards the playoffs. Yeah. Of course, I may come onto this a bit later, what happened to the Bills afterwards. But um, yeah, San Diego, that kind of really pushed them towards the playoffs and then yeah. kind of, you know, just a great comeback win in the end. But I think <laughs> we will leave that there with the exception of one last thing, the Super Bowl itself. One of the best Super Bowls in the last four or five years. Easily. Easily. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the great thing I did is because I watched it with my university team. A lot of the guys had never seen like American Football Live before. I'm sitting there going, right, guys, as a team, we're all going to go watch Super Bowl at the SU bar. And I was just sitting there going, fingers crossed, can we not have one like last year? Because the guys could get bored by halftime. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, was, it was over after the first quarter, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we were all. Everyone was just the entire place was packed, and everyone was watching it all the way through to the end. And it, just, it, it did just one of those ones where you had that edge of seat experience, and it was perfect for that. Yeah, and we had Katy Perry thrown in the mixer as well, so it's just like <laughs> this is nice. It's been a good game so far. I'm enjoying halftime. This is quite sweet. Not yes, that's woken me up a little bit. Not to mention the left shark. The left shark. The left shark was internet. Insane! <laughs> Everybody loved Left Shark. He was he was the guy or girl, whoever was in that suit. Fair play, Left Shark. He had a had a. He, the internet loves him. Hang on, I'm, I missed out. I genuinely what? missed out on this. What? How could you miss out? There was far too much after the Super Bowl about the Left Shark. Yeah, I was too busy like Katy Perry. Uh... Even Sports Center, I think, put even they had like one of those little jokey sort of. Cutaways. They had one on the left shark. Was this a, obviously one of the dancers that was yeah. the shark? Yeah. Well, there was one that was on point and really there. The other one was either stoned or drunk or something. <laughs> or Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we don't speak so that he's really just out my shark dancing. Yeah, if this was a video podcast, you would have seen Marcus's shark dancing. <laughs> That's why the podcast was late then. <laughs> Yeah, we had to wait for him to get out of rehab. <laughs> Criminally busted the moose, but yeah, great Super Bowl, and I think we will leave that there. Who are you? I don't even know your name. What's your name? Turn around. Let me see your name. Turn around. Let me see your name. Turn around. I don't know you, bro. You're having one of those days. Hey, baby. You're having one of those days. I say that to say this. And you want to deal what you want to deal. 
then we wouldn't have been where we was at to get what we got. That just don't make no sense, dog. Marcus, put your shoe on. Put it on. Jeez. I can't finish with these gloves. I'm a teeth. I think I trimmed my tooth. Wish I had some goals so you can bite me some teeth. Now come on to that part in the show where I am gonna ask everybody what's really been grinding their gears. So let's start with the man of the hour when it comes to gear grinding. Marcus, what's been grinding your gears this season? You know what really grinds my gears? I think what really sort of started to grind my gears this season. <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought that you're gonna hide behind the computer. You and your boy make hands. He's making whole rude hand signals to me. Then why am I doing an accent? Why am I doing an accent? Why is that? Happening? I don't know. I don't know what's with the crazy accent. <laughs> wow, I'm just got Italian all of a sudden. What's in that coffee? Is it, is it proper? Italian? I don't know what's proper in my Italian coffee. coffee. I don't know. What's in my Ciao. Ciao. Best part. Anyway, <laughs> uh, for, for me this year, it was, it's, it's all the off the field stuff. It just seems to be piling on year in, year out. It just gets to the point where this league is just getting a little bit silly with the amount of stuff that's going off the field. You know, I understand these guys are pro athletes. They've got a lot of people focusing on every aspect of their life. And if they do step out of line, someone is going to catch them. They're, their private lives aren't going to stay private. Which is a shame, really, because at yeah, the end no, of the day, when you're same. doing something like that, you do still need to be able to go away and have a private life, and that's kind of a, a spin in the life. journalism, isn't it? They're kind of, oh, people want to know what they're doing, but actually, if they're spending time with their family or their loved ones, no, I don't need to know about that, because they're just doing what normal people do, so let's just give them a bit of time to chill out, and then just focus on what you need to, which is what they do on the field. Exactly, but it's, it, I don't know, it's just, it seems to be guys getting in trouble, however, it always seems to be this horrible black cloud, this miasma sort of just hanging over the NFL at the moment I really just need a strong gust of wind to get it out of the way so um, scary, yeah. for me uh, I'd like to see Goodell try and actually at the moment it's almost like the, he's lo- lost control of the reins it's been a little spiraling out of control if you ask me but, but that's he's also yeah he's also a little maybe they're a bit too quick to jump on situations because if they take the time to deal with them properly and get them done right, like with the whole Ray writing, oh, it's four games, oh, now you're banned completely. Well, actually, no, let's get all the evidence we can, let's analyse it, and then let's take the appropriate action. So if you need to, you kind of have to say, well, this is potentially a criminal issue, so until we know that, um, it's against league policy, it's kind of almost borderline gross misconduct, it's suspended indefinitely until this has been resolved, and then then you have to kind of bring it in or you go the other way and you have to go with innocent until proven guilty and you have to say right you're going to keep playing and then when this is over with then that's when arises from it yeah, yeah then that's when that's when we put in a suspension when all the facts yeah. are known and all the criminal proceedings are done and then that's it maybe that's a better way to go because in theory we should assume they're innocent until they're proven guilty yeah, in a court of law so yeah, let them keep playing and then when everything's known bang slap them with an appropriate fine and an appropriate judgement based on rather than just being like oh this happened I need to fine him no you need to get your facts right and then you need to deal with it but unfortunately that just seems to be the way isn't it with the NFL it's kind of a a, they make like a panic and knee jerk reaction I mean we only have to look at um, everything that happened with the concussion settlement and things like that I mean again this is just based on reporting that's out there rather than uh, but how long they've actually known mm. about the issue of concussions and it's not 
really rocket science when you think about it. If people are smashing heads day in and day out as part of their daily routine in the job, then regardless of whether you're wearing a helmet or not, then head injuries is going to be a factor. So you can't yeah. kind of brush it under the carpet. And I mean, not. you guys, I'm sure, saw the, the documentary on it, the ESPN documentary on concussions. And, mm. and the fact that they went almost seemed to go completely out of their way to disprove what they were coming up with um, with their Help Me Out Here, the, the brain disease even to one point where they were calling the doctor who first discovered it it's, um, it's what, they the to, voodoo and what they used to call punch drunk syndrome isn't it um, yeah. oh yeah the one when boxers had boxes. too many hits yeah, yeah. It was the, I think it was the um, I'm wondering if it was actually the Mike Webster um, autopsy where it all kind of started coming to light wasn't it where they realised yeah, that actually the damage, yeah. the damage done to him but they went out of their way to disprove this guy saying that practising voodoo you see anything yourself if you're going out of your way to try and disprove someone, then surely you that's you almost admitting you're guilty in the first place because yeah. if something Pretty is extremes. that far off yeah. the, the truth, mm-hmm. why are you even giving it the time of day? Right, so, so brush it under the carpet, isn't it? So exactly. Yeah. So don't knee-jerk react to things. Let's just get things done, dusted. But I could wait I, on I, I just suddenly realised, actually, I'm sorry, my gear grind has just turned into a full, <laughs> full-blown thing with you. It was, just, it was just a little gear grind that is a little bit gone. Mate, it turned into a gear grind to a gearbox falling. <laughs> <laughs> it's somewhere back down the road, mate. Yeah, we're past that now. There's no point apologising now. All of our listeners have to put up with me true. ranting as well. But <laughs> you raised an excellent point. It's but that's, just, that's, it needs to be... This just. Well, can we just focus on the football guys, please? Yeah, yeah and that's why we've done what we have try to do and that's bring the good side of it the, all the contributions players mm. uh, like Aaron Rodgers for example yeah. mate to the community and what I think I should probably do as well is put a link in the show notes or all the links in the show notes to the different players um, organisations slash charities that yeah. we've covered this year in the show because there is a lot of good work that goes got, on outside of it you've got players like um, Marshall Brandon um, Marshall yeah, yeah I mean for, for a while everyone thought he was the bad boy until people realised that he had a mental a illness deficiency that yeah. needed to be highlighted so that people can understand what he was going through yeah. and now he's using that to his advantage by creating these foundations so that anybody else has got a similar situation um, know that they've got something to fall back on well yeah. that's it he describes the NFL as his platform doesn't he the NFL was his platform to fulfil his purpose of promoting the, the awareness of the, of the mental health issues so yeah, yeah definitely we'll put we'll put those in the show notes and I'll just make my uh, my little note here but Lewis what's been grinding your gears this year um, I think to be fair um, <laughs> well, as a Bills fan I'm currently seeing that's been grinding my gears <laughs> but, um, Marcus what are you doing to the poor lad <laughs> um, pass interference calls man I want the new change up with the because now you've got the holding call as well which has just been thrown flagged oh yeah, yeah the lot. holding which is like the five yard oh. jobby isn't it yeah, yeah. and then you've got yeah, it's the, yeah, it's the, like rule, the rule change is always going to take a while to Adjust, yeah. adjust, but I think I think yeah. Pi is pi at the end of the day, though, isn't yeah, it? Really, exactly. it's kind of it should be spot of the foul first down. Just yeah. but it's like take it out. There's, there's a foul on every play, really. It's just whether or not that foul gets it. No, <laughs> <see Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's it because even on the even at the line of scrimmage, isn't it? Like, they always, they always hold each other, but as long as you keep as long as you keep the hold on the opponent to between the shoulder blades, then it's allowed. Yeah. So well, actually, no, because they're holding, so it's still a holding foul. But yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just, just disguise. That's all it is. Yeah, it was not 
even really disguised, is it? They just it's, it's part of it's, it's allowed, well, isn't it? As long yeah. as because in the line of scrimmage, I think isn't if I'm not mistaken, it that is to do with that. As long as you keep it, square yeah, square within the shoulder blades and kind of in the shoulder pads, then you can kind of grab the yeah, but you're still kind of grabbing a little bit of the jersey when you're pushing them and things. Which, to be fair, you know, in the line of scrimmage, yeah, okay, I can see from that point of view the fact you know because you 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 have to do it really, don't you? You know, if you've got to try and clean, there's no way to push a guy back otherwise, really. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I mean, other than that, I don't know if I'm kind of delving a bit too much into this, but I've seen a lot of fan reactions on social media to the whole Johnny football thing but I guess that's a story for another day I don't know I think I'm going to I think we're going to build that one in and I think you kind of highlighted an issue there which I do want to I didn't have in my notes but I'm going to bring into a gear grind and I think that is a lot of the what I would call untrue fans reaction to events on social media after they've happened like so many fans, for example, after the Green Bay game, Slate Boykin, the lad. I mean, the guy feels bad enough. At the end of the day, he's ended up losing his job or making one mistake. You know, it's just crazy the the reaction he gets. People like that, they get they make a mistake in a big game, they get death threats. People call him every name under the sun. People say, "I hope this happens to your family," and you're like. Are you being serious? Yeah. We love it to pieces, but it's just a game. Like life is more important than than what happened on the field. Yes, people need to vent, but go down the pub with your mates, go and vent out with them all the frustration you've got about what's just happened on the field. But there's absolutely no excuse for making some of the comments they do on Twitter. Absolutely exactly. none. Yeah. The second you start talking about threatening people's families, that's it. See you later. You have we have no place for that in this. I league. think yeah. Okay. I, 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 no I guess if I was yeah, exactly. exactly. If there was to say something about grinding my gears, it would definitely be that. I saw so much, uh, so so much uh, distaste, and I, I caught, throughout the season, as this is the end of season podcast. If there is one thing that's been convenient, uh, well, what's the word? Um, Oh, I can't think of a word. <laughs> um, I don't know what you're trying to think about, so I can't help you out here. <laughs> that's, that's a very good... Um, consistent, consistent, hey. consistent, yes. I said that three times, like Beetlejuice. <laughs> I did um, not say that three yeah. times. <laughs> There's no happy... Make a very interesting podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Suddenly Michael Keaton pops yeah. up in the corner. <laughs> but yeah, there's one thing, and that's uh, being consistent, I think, through, throughout the whole season, is a lot of people, yeah, I, I have seen it on social media, absolutely hammered in Johnny football like, and it's, it's quite a surprise I think to see how much one fan well one player due to where he was picked and where people think he should have been picked can get so much you know get so much abuse I guess really is that's the, it that's what I say but again like, on, on, on that side of things you know falls you know grinding gears social media abuse you know it's, it's one of those things I guess yeah I mean and, and in Venice, I mean, the, the true fans luckily you do get to see them on social media oh, as yeah, well definitely. because after the event they're like you know what don't worry you know season's done you'll have a great season next year and, and there, there seems to be luckily there's also quite a lot of that that happens as well yeah. but you just think these players yeah they may get paid a lot of money but nobody deserves to be treated in that way and I yeah. think that's that's kind of the biggest thing for me and I could go on about that for yeah, a very long time both. so I'm going to kind of probably nip that in the bud and I think people understand how <laughs> how that really ticks me off but for me gear going in before we finish off with the boss and how badly we've done this year Marcus uh, <laughs> um, I want to say stupid rules that have been nullifying big plays that <laughs> they've tried to make the rules clearer but in trying to make the rules clearer they've actually made them 
more blurry, yeah. <laughs> like the catch rule. I mean, you're allowed to use the ground as part of the catching process as long as you have control of the ball when you make the catch. Now, if it hits the ground, it's not a catch. Come yeah. on. <laughs> that's, that's simple. That's simple terminology. Simple. Everyone understands that. If you make a catch, oh, but in the process, you have to complete it through going to the ground. But what about if you make a football move before you go to the ground? Well, that's not even taken into account. Referring, of course, to Des Bryant being the ultimate. I don't know how... It was best described as a stupid rule perfectly executed yeah. because the refs called it absolutely spot on to the letter of the rule in the rule book. But how it's in the rule book is beyond me. The guy goes up, makes a great catch, takes three steps, reaches out to the end zone with the ball, it hits the ground, and then he recovers it again. So it's almost like a fumble recovery after a great catch and potentially a touchdown. Yeah. Completely changes that game. Mm-hmm. Nullified because apparently taking three steps and lunging for the end zone isn't considered a football, football move, move. Oh. but if he did it in open play and he stumbled and then kind of recovered you know it's, yeah. Yeah. yeah would they would they call that an incom- would they call that an incomplete pass you know if he gets hit in the process it's all kind of up in the air bizarre leave that there and because people have heard enough of me ranting off that last social media <laughs> rant last thing I'm going to finish off with the Bills losing to the stupid Raiders after we'd just beaten the Packers. Well, hey, cheers, Lewis. Um, <laughs> setting ourselves up in a great position for the playoffs. And then you keep Peyton Manning to no touchdowns. You keep Aaron Rodgers to no touchdowns. Derek Carr scores on you <laughs> for fun. And you're just like, uh, what, did, what, what happened? What, what did I just miss? Like, what's going on here? This is ridiculous. How can you play so well against two of the best teams in the league and then lose to the Raiders? But anyway, you know, yeah, that was last year. These things happen. <laughs> yeah, you lose to really bad teams. You don't know how it happens. That's right. <laughs> Cheers, Lewis. Anyway, we move on now to Marcus. So we may need to duck and cover for this one. But say, man, can I move to the other side of the room? Yeah, we probably I'm, need I'm to. <laughs> we may be too close to the fiery line, but... Incoming. <laughs> Boss, how have we been grinding your gears this year you see I'm not falling for that this year because last year I did a gr- uh, my gear grind which was saying that you keep in your awards instead of single players player of the week it's a whole team yeah I did and yeah. the thing is with that all season you've been playing me with that all season <laughs> long yeah. right. so like, I don't know about your show notes today Marcus but I'm looking at my yearly awards and there's quite a few teams here <laughs> <laughs> well funny you say that so, <laughs> what I'm thinking is whatever I do as a gear grind right now is going to be played on me again next season I don't know whatever gives you that idea, mate. Come on. <laughs> we're all professionals. It makes him sound like we're vindictive and do this Exactly. <laughs> God. God. <laughs> a fun podcast. <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? But I, I do have an actual a gear grind. and it's uh, All that spiel and then a gear grind. <laughs> not based around you two, though. Uh, it's a, a general gear, gear grind that... It happens every season, every Super Bowl. Cheerleaders retire. Well, that too. <laughs> Especially the ones I like. But, um... Sad face. No. <laughs> <laughs> so many sound clips being had in <laughs> What it is, is the, the world champions thing. Oh. It gets me every season. But I have had a heated discussion with a few... 
American colleagues on a forum that I'm involved with. And um, they did come with a point that world champions, yes, because no one else in the world is good enough to play us. Now, if you don't give them the chance, you can't make that statement. That is what I said. And they said, well, yeah, because we are the best at what we do. And I said, fine. I said, that, so, that, so that means tomorrow I can wake up, invent a sport, I will be world champion because I'm the only one playing it until somebody else comes along and beats my backside. You know what I mean? It's, it's like that. Mm. But he has got a, a point that there isn't a country at the moment that have got players that are good enough to create a whole team. Yeah. It, even if we did, did have a franchise. But you still can't call yourself world champions just based on that fact. You can call yourself national champions because if there isn't another that, country that, is, that plays that, the sport, the other, then you're national champions. You're not the, world champions. That is, the other, champions. that is the other point I made. What is the name of the league? The National Football League. Exactly. <laughs> not, not the Global Football League or the yeah. World Football League. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. I think that's the thing. That's, again, yeah, that... Well, hey, well done, Mark. You started me off again. <laughs> but yeah, I Get agree. comfy, listeners. <laughs> You're in for a long one. <laughs> You've got time to brew yourself a tea. <laughs> We've turned 1920s all of a sudden. What's going on? I'm here. <laughs> I'm here with Al Capone. <laughs> hey, wise guy. <laughs> Bugsy Malone. <laughs> and the bad guys. <laughs> yeah, I oughta. Yeah, she. Yeah, she. <laughs> but yeah, agreed. You can't... They don't really have a defence for that argument because yeah. to say, oh yeah, but there's no one else, no one else that plays it, so therefore, we're, but no, you can't be world champions just because no one else plays it. Not only that, but the fact is, I don't think there is a country in the world that could probably put together a team that would be no, of NFL standard. No, but until you put until you put them in a position where they can do that on a global scale and actually beat everyone. You can't call yourself world champions. I mean, the, the thing is, as well, there is a, a global uh, governing body of American football who play a national um, sort of world championships. There is actually, you know, a, a, effectively like a World Cup for American football. Oh, well, you mean at the um, the level with like London Blitz and people like that? Or no, I mean the one above that, the national, like the, the GB national team playing like IFAF. Uh, and okay, stuff like yeah. that where they do have uh, championships okay the Yanks are pretty much world champions as a country however however the New England Patriots don't compete in it so they can't call themselves the world champions yeah. <laughs> if, if, I think if, it's an, if it was an if it was an international league I think if we get a London franchise then you could start to call yourself world champions because there is Cause more you're competing with another country, country yeah. well country. even then you'd be able to call yourself the intercontinental champions but because then, but how, 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 many the players, how many of the players are going to be from other countries but there's, then there's only a small small minority even in the league at the moment but that's the thing I think I, I think pretty much around this table to round it off we all agree don't we that they can't call themselves world champions until there's sufficient number of countries from around the world that can competing in it yeah yeah you can't be an Olympic champion if you race yourself no. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, exactly. you have to yeah. compete against everyone for it to be classed as a world champion. And I think that's where we should very much leave the gear grinding. What say thou? 
Yeah. What say thou again? <laughs> Gone 1920s. What that's like 1600s? <laughs> yes. Shakespearean, yeah. <laughs> Thus we move on. <laughs> Considering we left our gearbox miles back. We done pretty well. Yeah. The gearbox is a dot right now. <laughs> Apparently Marcus is pushing. <laughs> oh, still slowing now. I wondered why the face. <laughs> oh, y'all want the play? Okay, here we go. We've got gun, Hulk left slot. Dixie left, key left. Mercedes, wide chip, Ricky. Zebra left, 75, Katie. Omaha, quick going. Now, there's something unscheduled uh, that I'm going to bring to the, the show this evening. Usually, during the show, uh, the end of year, there is a quiz. And last year, I was completely out of my comfort zone. Absolutely out of my comfort zone. And I thought, well, there is a possibility you might do a quiz. And I thought to myself, now how do I not do the quiz but be involved in the quiz? So, I came up with the idea of enlisting somebody that we all know from the show who can help me out and I'm just going to play in a little clip so that you know what I'm going on about. Hey guys, it's your friend Dana OG from NFLfemale.com. Now normally when I come on your show to chat with you guys, you ask me about the Seattle Seahawks, you ask me about football. Well tonight it's my turn to flip the table and ask you the questions. Yep, I'm going to be your quiz master for the recap of the 2014 NFL season quiz. Grab a piece of paper, grab a pencil, and let's get to these questions. Wow, that's awesome! Wow. Look at his face. Wow. That's awesome! Thank you, Dana. <laughs> that's amazing! Wow, someone's been very sneaky, haven't they, boss? Yeah, just a blip. Just a blip. I've got all my drink. Hang on, what did he say there? Do we need to cut that out? Was there a... <laughs> we're all good. Yeah, we're all good. Phones, iPads. I've got no data, mate. I ran out the other day. So. Oh, that old chestnut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got no data. Wow. Got no fans, got no data. That's a quality surprise, though. I'm well after that. That is. <laughs> that's brilliant. Remember, that's people, no cheating. <laughs> yeah. But he. Hang on, yeah. One thing, boss, before we start this, he does normally read my show notes upside down, so what can we do to. <laughs> Well, he can't see the questions because there's no... No, but he can still see my answers and that's the, that's the problem. Um, uh, what I will say is if you need any extra time on any of the questions to answer, just a little bit of breathing time so you can think, uh, let me know and I can sort that out for you. Um, well, if you give us, what, 30 seconds? I can give you 30 seconds. All 30 right. seconds, fair? Yeah. Guys, do we get a countdown clock? <laughs> Yes. Oh. <laughs> 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 Where's the fit host that just puts random? Yeah, me. <laughs> sexy Mark, sexy Mark. <laughs> Does whatever a sexy Mark can. Can he swing from a web? No, he can't because he's a man. <laughs> Look out, here comes Spider Man. <laughs> Sexy Mark, in fact, is what sexy we were calling Mark, him, I believe. Sexy Mark. Probably should uh, number this, number one. Okay. I'll just put it to ten anyway. Yeah, how, do we know how many we have? It's, it's ten questions. Hey, yeah. yeah. 
Crawley. He's done this before. That's because uh, Mark sent me the answers. <laughs> just what? For the record, what? 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 You have to let a couple of them drop just so it doesn't give it away too much. That's it. fair, man. I'm probably going to get anything back higher than uh, seven out of ten. We're going to be asking questions. <laughs> there will be an investigation. Yeah, let's not get your background started, boy. <laughs> <laughs> investigation. Oh snap! <laughs> Henson investigates. <laughs> Why do they call you innuendo? (laughs) Are we ready for this? Yeah, man. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble! Question number one is worth one point. How many touchdowns did Seattle Seahawks running back Marshawn Lynch score in the 2014 season? Are these all going to be Seahawks related? (laughs) I thought that first as well, but uh, do we need any time? Uh, Just the 30 second countdown, please, boss. (laughs) Anyone going to give a John Richardson type answer? Super (laughs) Califragilisticex. Marcus shaking his maracas to the countdown theme. <laughs> Beautiful. Wow. Uh, I'm going to do really badly at this one if that's the level of the Sorry. questions. Yeah. Well, I did ask Dana to have um, varying degrees. Oh, she, yeah, she would have given us some really good questions, so let's find out. Okay, ready? Question number two is worth one point and a bonus. Who was the AFC sack leader in the 2014 season? Bonus question. How many sacks did he have? Need some time? Here. Yeah. Okay. And there's a bonus part to this, right? How many sacks did he have? Ah, yeah, okay. The name and the number. Okay. So this is true. That's a tricky one. I've got two names in my head. Same. I've just gone with with what went straight into my head to start with, so we'll see. Oh, God, it's not going to be anything. Oh, hang on. (laughs) No. Okay. Are we all ready? Yeah. yeah. Question number three is worth one point. Who had the top selling jersey this year? Wow. Wowzers. What is it like? Just the what the jersey sales going to be jersey sales. Come on, mate. How how many times have we been owner on Madden on this? Yeah, right. <laughs> Let's use that to our advantage, right? <laughs> Do we need it? Can we have the usual clock, please? Okay. No worries. May give me some time to read Marcus's notes on question two. <laughs> so wrong. Well, I went with what first came into my head because I'm not thinking it's the obvious. Yeah, yeah there's no coffee in it, mate. Oh, no. <laughs> <coughs> Should we buzz in? 
Countdown conundrum. Right. Question number four. Worth one point. How many receiving touchdowns did Texans defensive end J.J. Watt have in the regular season? Yes, a question I know the answer to. (laughs) Especially as it's on my show notes. Say what? Well, well, I didn't have it written in my show notes, but I've researched. Yeah. (laughs) Are we all good? Do we need a countdown on that one? No, it doesn't sound like it. Question number five is worth one point. Which top 10 running back played in all 16 games of the season for the very first time ever in his career? Countdown clock, please, boss. Yeah. <clears throat> unless there's some other fruity, fruity sort of tune. Yeah, just throw it on, mate, unless we say I've always been. Hands to a shot of milk. Boo! <laughs> All done? Yeah. Yeah. So next one is... Question number six. The answers are worth one point each, but a total of three for the question. Which three rookie wide receivers posted over a thousand yards in this 2014 season? <laughs> Be rubbing out all of my previous answers. I was putting next to it the point score, but we'll. So there's no cheating. We'll switch sheets afterwards. Mm-hmm. Not like that usual. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Are we? Are we all ready? Yeah. yeah. And just for whoever's marking my sheet, if you can't read the writing, it's going to have been the, the right correct answer. answer yeah. <laughs> Disclaimer. Same as I should have written mine in some like hieroglyphics. Yeah, we should have all written it in Klingon. Question number seven. It's worth one point plus a bonus. In 2014, the Dallas Cowboys won a playoff game. What was the last year they won a playoff game prior to this year? And for a bonus, who did they beat in that game? So as in the last time they won a playoff game before this one, and who did they beat in that game? Yeah. Wowzers. Countdown clock, please. Okie dokie. <clears throat> Did you expect anything less? No, not not when you uh, surprised us with that. No. Good to go. We're well done. <clears throat> so we're on to question number eight. Is worth one point. Which NFL team was the only team to beat both Super Bowl teams, Seattle and New England, during the regular season? Do you want some time? Oh, yeah. Hit the clock, mate. Yeah, please. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, keep rolling. Question number nine. It's worth one point. How many combined losses did the NFC South have this year? I hit the clock, bud. Yes, sir. Question number 10. It's worth one point and a bonus. Last September, the San Francisco 49ers opened their new stadium, Levi's Stadium. Which team beat the 49ers in their home opener? And for the bonus, what was the score? Get a good looking portrait of you, mate. It was just worth taking me a while. Yeah. (laughs) Titanic. Later. So, we're all done on the the questions. Did you want the answers now, or did you want to do the the awards and then come back to the answers? Might as well do the answers now, really. Yeah, let's go with the uh, let's go with the answers now. Okay. Right, let's fresh out my. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, we'll do the answers. Yeah, pass to the pass the duchess to the left. Ready? Yeah. Yeah. Question number one was how many touchdowns did Seattle Seahawks running back Marshawn Lynch score in the 2014 season? The answer is a league-leading 17 touchdowns. Ooh, so close with 15. I think I put 20, didn't I? Yeah. Closest without my over. Good start. <laughs> Can't believe two was the obvious, but I thought it's not going to be the obvious answer, but it was because at one point I thought sure? he'd broken the record. Well, let's find out. Well, if he got that many, then it's not going to be the answer I put, because this is more than what I put, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but, nah. Question number two was, who was the AFC sack leader in the 2014 season? The answer is Justin Houston from the Kansas City Chiefs. How many sacks did he have? 22. No! Wait a minute, so do, do you get, so get a, a bonus point? You got 22, so sure you should get a bonus point for the 22, but not for the name. Yes. Oh, yes. Bonus point for the name. I got the name, but not the number. Damn it. Marcus, however, got zero points. Yes, at least I got the name right. Ooh, it wasn't the obvious. Question number three. Who had the top-selling jersey in 2014? It should come as no surprise to anyone that the answer is Peyton Manning. What? Peyton Manning. Wow. Yep. I'm not doing very well. <laughs> no, you I are not. Aaron Rodgers, man. But I, yeah, man. Johnny Football, man. That was that was. I thought that was really good. I thought he only went pretty much to the brands to sell jerseys, wasn't that the reason? Yeah, and I was thinking because of Madden that New York sells tons of merchandise, so OBJ would have been the one. Yeah, that's a shout as well. Peyton but Manning. no, Peyton, it makes sense. It absolutely makes sense, like she says. But it did come as a massive surprise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Cue and me turning around going, what? <laughs> see, you see the difference between Amateur Hour and the NFL Female Podcast, which is Professional Hour. Oh, yes. <laughs> me feel stupid. <laughs> well, with zero out of three, yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> out of four if you count the bonus question. Says the man who's basically got one out of four so far. Same. <laughs> Better than me. Pick up this right there. Question four was how many receiving touchdowns did Texans defensive end J.J. Watt have in the regular season? For defensive end, the answer is three, and it is amazing. <laughs> that was genuinely the page my show notes was on. So either I was going to get that question right or ESPN is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> question number five. Which top ten running back played in all 16 games of the season for the very first time ever in his career? Surprisingly, the answer is number one running back DeMarco Murray from the Dallas Cowboys. He has always been injured in other seasons. This was the first year he played all 16 games. At this early stage, am I in the lead? No, you're sharing. Because he's got three, because he got the bonus of 22, because he didn't get... Oh, uh, yeah, we're got. sharing the lead. Okay, fair enough. But this is gonna, this one's going to separate there. Yeah. No, hang on. Did he get... A th- oh, he did get a thousand. Yeah, he did. And I know exactly. And I can't, I'm surprised you, got the, you didn't put that down. Why you oh, no. Sorry? I have no idea, because I forgot about Sammy. Yeah, Sammy Watkins. Are we ready? Yeah. Question number six was worth three total points. The question, which three rookie wide receivers posted over a thousand yards in the 2014 season? Not surprising to anyone, it's Odell Beckham Jr. from the New York Giants, Mike Evans from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and Kelvin Benjamin from the Carolina Panthers. It was the first year that they had had three rookie wide receivers go over a thousand yards. <laughs> Sorry, that did not find the clip. That was... Fantastic! I have never seen anything like that. Oh, we got a record next year. We got a record next year. It's live because it's pretty good. <laughs> it should be t shirt over running out into the street going, yeah! I'm pretty. So I do know my own players. Question number seven was in 2014, the Dallas Cowboys won a playoff game. What year was the last year they won a playoff game prior to this one? And then the bonus was who did they beat? Well, it was 2009. And the team for the bonus question was the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, See, I was right to go with with the wrong team, but from within their division. And the wrong year, too. I just didn't put an answer. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. because the Giants have been pretty much winning that division for the last several years, haven't they? They've been pretty strong. Well, apparently since 2009. Number eight, the question was, which NFL team was the only team to beat both Super Bowl teams, Seattle and New England, during the regular season? The The answer is the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs didn't even make the playoffs this year, so better luck next year. Beat the New England. Oh, and we well. talked about that on they the lost, show as well. Lost to the Raiders as well, didn't they? Damn. Damn. Yeah, we. Uh, yeah, we. Damn. <clears throat> you know that. So, question ten. Looking at this, I'm assuming that's a nail down. You know that because you're a Rams fan. Or was that still a guess? I think so. I know it was in their division. I've got Seahawks. I couldn't remember if it was us or the Cardinals. So let's. Stop. But anyway, we're skipping. Oh yeah, Karen. Oh, do you know? I reckon I got the score right, but the team wrong. Question number nine was how many combined losses did the NFC South have in 2014? 
It was a sad 41 losses. Ooh. And let's not forget about that tie. Oh, that's so close, man. That's How many did you put? I put 26. Because <laughs> really, I put 40. I was being yeah. out to me. I was being optimistic. Because <clears throat> what was it? NFC South? Falcons, Panthers. Yeah, because I, I started putting them down. Because Saints. They won it with must a... Must have been... Thingy. Oh, because they won it with a 7-8-1 and one record. And then the Falcons were 7-9. and nine. And then the um, I think I must have given Buccaneers one too many wins there because I went maybe I gave them a four and twelve. So did I. So I'm guessing they were thir- uh, three and thirteen. But then I just guessed at what the last division oh, would be. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Damn son. The last question I gave you was last September the San Francisco 49ers opened their new stadium, Levi Stadium. What team beat the 49ers in their home opener? And for the bonus, what was the score? The answer was the Chicago Bears. The Bears. The Bears. And the bonus question, the answer is 28 to 20. Thank you guys so much for letting me put together your quiz. It was super fun, and I can't wait to chat with you guys again. Bye-bye. Thank you so much, Dana. Uh, That was an awesome surprise. Um, Fantastic. And we definitely hope to have you on the show again soon. So let's run through these answers. Uh, Let's see who did well and who didn't well I don't uh, think any of us did well <laughs> Lewis is the is the guest on the uh, on the show pretty much we'll start with him so he got 5 out of 14 yeah Mr. Innuendo 4 out of 14 so what you're saying is my co-host scored less than a one-off guest uh yeah and this is either going to get really embarrassing for me when we read out my score for having to go Marcus who's now sitting there covering his face <laughs> which is going to have to get a photo of that actually <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah this is when you when you get beat by the one-off guest <laughs> anyway so bearing in mind those scores Lewis do you want to co-host an American football podcast next year <laughs> Depending on uh, this next readout, it's going to be who you may be co-hosting it with. (laughs) So true. And the winner of this quiz for the 2014 series is the Bullhawk with 6 out of 14. I'm proud that I won, so I'm going to big up that. But obviously the 6 out of 14 is a really poor score. But we are the champions, my friends. And we'll keep on fighting till the end. I give up your day job. <laughs> I won't, don't worry, Brent. <laughs> no, I love it, it's too straight. Again, awesome. Thank you, Dana, so much for putting that together. That was a fantastic surprise. Yeah, and thank you. It was actually awesome working with her because... Um, it's nice to work with a professional for a change. She was incredibly professional because I got in touch with her and said, would you be interested in taking part? And she said, yes, straight away. Uh, how would you like me to, to do this? So I sent her a copy of last year's quiz to, for the kind of questions that we were looking for. The turnaround was about a day and she came back with questions and she she said to me if you need any adjustments just let me know no adjustments needed because it was all perfect perfect yeah because they are perfect so again yeah thank you Dana and for those um, who haven't had a chance to check it out yet they should definitely listen to the NFL female 
podcast on Blog Talk Radio, which airs every Wednesday night at 8pm Eastern, if I am not mistaken. Mm-hmm. A link to which will also be in the show notes. And also tweet us in uh, or get in touch with us with your scores. If you played along at home on your own and see if you managed to beat us, because I'm Absolutely, sure with yeah. my score, you probably did. <laughs> you know who's going to beat you. <laughs> me! I'm me. <laughs> you know, yes. You know if Harry was here. Oh, mate. Harry is not here. And just like my PE race at school, <laughs> because the other guy was probably about as quick as me fell, <laughs> I still won. That's the important thing that we need to take here. Remember, kids, it's, it's not just about the taking part. <laughs> Remember, kids, yeah, exactly. It's not Winning about the taking part. <laughs> Winning makes things a hell of a lot easier. And <laughs> it's definitely uh, definitely time for a, a cheeky little soundbite. Ah, smug mode. I'm eating burritos bigger than you. It's time to go eat, baby. Let's eat. You got some hungry dogs over here. Apple! Orange! Orange! Hot potato. I don't want no crackers! Hungry, man. I gotta eat it. Feed him, he hungry. Man, you guys didn't eat your Wheaties this morning, did you? We eating all day, bro. We'll grind these guys up and turn them into little bitty eagle meatballs. We now move on to my favourite part of every show, and that is our awards. Now, instead of being weekly awards, of course, as it's the end of year show, we are going to have our annual awards. So we have our Rookie of the Year, which may have a name for itself after this year, (laughs) uncannily. And uh, (laughs) we have our Offensive Impact Player of the Year otherwise known as our award. And we also have our defensive impact player of the year, otherwise known as our award. And finally, we have our league MVP. So, gentlemen, I want to start off with honourable mentions for our Rookie of the Year award. Who would like to start us off with proceedings? Corey's all got his hands up in the air. <laughs> like you just don't care. <laughs> um, so honourable mentions, man. Um, easy. Uh, all those in the quiz uh, earlier. Sammy Watkins, um, Mike Evans. Uh, both two that kind of stood out in, in the receiver pack as well. And who does Sammy Watkins play for? The Buffalo Bills. <laughs> This guy just never lets it go, does he? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, kid. Um, but also at the same time, you've got um, uh, one of my favourite players. You know, just for a, an honourable mention, how he's performed this year uh, for my team, um, Clinton Dix. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> he's had like a really good, um, good starting season for us. Okay, Marcus, how about yourself, my man? I think most of them uh, are really good ones that come. One I did want to bring up because I love my defensive plays, Chris Borland. Oh, yes, yeah, the guy who came in at standing linebacker for the 49ers. Absolutely, he had a phenomenal one because he was really sort of a sort of thrust into the limelight when you probably want him to have a, a season or two learning from the sort of the, the starters. But you know what, the way he just sort of stepped up for it, it was perfect because it's literally you stand his authority on, on that position, sort of rather than sitting there going, right, I'm the guy of the future, I'm the guy of now. So but he, do you reckon that's also why Willis may not be playing for them again next year as well? Oh, yeah. I think you you, it's, it's, you hate to see it when the guy you know comes in and is better than you and you know that it's time to punch your ticket out there yeah another one I want to mention as well in our honourable mentions another standing player <coughs> Jeremy Hill 
for the Cincinnati Bengals running back yes. mm-hmm. I thought again bearing in mind he was only a rookie he came in for Gio Bernard and had an absolutely phenomenal season and he's definitely thrown that up in the air I mean for me I think Bernard is your first choice running back but after the hit season Hill had how do you write him out of the offense or how do you give him a smaller load next year it's going to yeah. be really tricky to see who ends up being the starting back there same with mine actually let's see as a Rams fan Mason coming in Mm. Yeah, Trey Mason coming in. Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, it was well, you know you were sitting there going, "What happens?" And then Jackson's got. He went to um, Atlanta and was like, "Do you have Richardson? Do you have the kid yeah. come in and sitting there?" No, we'll draft in and we'll have these two speedsters, and it was just perfect sort of combination of just this sort of power. Well, don't forget on. Zach Stacy. Zach Stacy, yeah. he was the real he was meat. The main one. He was yeah. the meat, wasn't yeah. he? He's the uh, power back. Um, like I said, the whole we've gone flash fun. But that's what I mean. He got injured because Stacey got injured, didn't he? And then that's why Mason got yeah. an increased workload. Well, yeah, he increased workload. As well. And then what he did is he had, a, he had an attitude problem, according to some of the, the press stuff. He went away, uh, apologised to Jeff Fisher personally, and then came back and actually put the effort into the team. So it's a young man in a in a, a, a difficult environment. It's nice to see he stepped up. That's really interesting for year two. Yeah, 100%. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. So. Yeah. We'll come on now to the winner of the Rookie of the Year award. Now, for me, I think it's the obvious choice and the the choice that that won the the league's Rookie of the Year as well. But as we all know who the obvious is, does anyone have anything different to that? For me, I reckon my Rookie of the Year, um, he's he's had a really good season to start off with. Um, He's come in and he's made the plays that uh, they required from him. And the fact I got to see him on field um, in week four, I'm going to say Khalil Mack. Um, ah, okay, yeah. Um, he's, he's, I checked out, you know, I had a look at his stats. I've done a Harry, uh, Harry uh, special. You can't <laughs> take his nickname. Uh, no, no, not at all. I would never do that. Um, but yeah, I had a look at uh, the fact that he walked away with uh, 76 tackles, four sacks, one forced fumbles, and three passes defended. But with that being said, just seeing his performance, I've always kind of watched him because he was one of those players that I kind of saw where he landed, and I just thought, you know, I'm quite excited to see where he was. But yeah, rookie of the year for me is Colin Mack. Wow. Okay. So how do we? Pretty small school as well, wasn't it? It's from yeah. Buffalo, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It was from quite so. So okay. So that's a name to throw in the mix then. But obviously, for myself and I'm sure for Marcus, we would say Odell Beckham Jr. Because where do you start with this guy? I mean, yeah. firstly, he missed the first four games of the season. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, so in tw- in just twelve games alone, ninety-one receptions. <laughs> 1,305 yards and 12 touchdowns. Yeah. I just want to reiterate that. He did that in 12 games, mm-hmm. okay? So he missed a quarter of the season and he still had those stats at the end yeah, of the that's year. Incredible. Yeah, I think um, the first time I actually heard him mentioned on the podcast was on the, on the 50th. Uh, so that would have been when he first came back because, because he came it, back with a was, massive it was really strange because he, he was mentioned with Cruz as well so it was like yes. Cruz and Beckham it was like well, what's going on here <laughs> <laughs> yeah of course yeah for the English listeners yeah Cruz and Beckham yeah Cruz Beckham interesting <laughs> but I don't know obviously this is this is a an open forum here with the awards is what I'm trying to do so I mean Marcus you've, you've heard the, the two suggestions that like Khalil Mack and, and Odell Beckham Jr I mean what are your thoughts on the, the Rookie of the Year? No, I mean, it, it's, I would definitely give it to Odell. But, yeah, I mean, it's been a nice little rookie class, actually. I've certainly remember there's one name I wanted to add to the honourable mentions, and that's... Did we mention Bridgewater? Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater. No, we didn't, but he was in the running for the Rookie of the Year as well, in the, in the league, so... Nice, you know, keeping uh, under the radar, sort of, yeah. in... Um, 
he's performed when the Vikings are needed and that is that is without a shadow of a doubt and he's definitely you know made him set, made a name for himself as a potential you know franchise quarterback for those guys I reckon he's shown a lot of potential and uh, you know I'm, again that's something I'm looking forward to seeing yeah 100% and and so all of the ones we've mentioned really and, and Mike Evans to be fair I mean yes. if it wasn't for the likes of Beckham Jr then Mike Evans could quite easily have walked away with rookie of the year himself I think because I mean I, I thought he had a phenomenal first year as well I mean yeah, obviously playing in Tampa and when you're up against they had the number one receiver in Jackson so Evan, Evans was only ever supposed to be a compliment to him but then you would look at the he had a run of was it about four or five weeks where he was scoring two touchdowns, one touchdown, getting over 100 yards a game at least, and he just exploded. It was just incredible. Yeah, he had at least a couple of back-to-back 100 games, didn't he? Yeah, he had a couple of double touchdown games as well, and it was just um, did he it was have, obscene. Did, did he also have the massive like 200 plus yards? He did as have well. a 200 plus. I think I had him in my fantasy team that week as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fantasy football that always gets an honourable mention. So, honourable <laughs> <laughs> mention. But so I think, boss, we I now don't want to. Two to one, and we have, we're going to have to say. I think. I, mean, I think Odell Beckham has been you, pretty unstoppable this yeah. season. So it's. Have we convinced you, Lewis? Do we need to do any more convincing? Uh, no, the, not at all. The man. stats speak for um, themselves. Stats, yeah, and definitely the stats, you know, speak for themselves entirely. As 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 you mentioned, you know, he's he's going to, you know, he's definitely a, a franchise wide receiver for the Giants. He's going to, uh, he, you know, he's going to make you know make waves in the league over the next few seasons. I think. Um, you know, and I'll, you know, I, I would definitely put him down as um, rookie MVP of the year. Oh, excellent. Okay, so yeah, brilliant. Glad we managed to sway you around on that one. That makes that decision a little bit easier. So, congratulations to Odell Beckham Jr. for being the rookie of the year. Now, I want us to move on to our defensive impact player of the year, otherwise known as our Mister. Award. So let us start again with honourable mentions. And Marcus, I'm going to come to you first, my friend. Defensively, it's, there's been a lot of pressure put on sort of the secondary and stuff like that this year, with the, the focus on defensive holding and them calling passing interference more. But I think that there's been some. Uh, one I did like, I think uh, Talib was quite a good pick up as well. Because I mean, you've, you think he's getting. He's pushing on to the sort of back end of, of, of his career, you know. It's, it's difficult to try and... Because the problem is you're always, as a corner, it's when do you make a transition to safety and then once when you made a safety, when do you call it a day? Because you just, as the speed picks up. Yeah. Um, but then in that case, I loved... I thought Reavers felt reborn in New England as well. So it's... Uh, New England secondary <laughs> in general, I think yeah. Reavers and Brown... Because when, when New England got rid of Tlaib last year, I uh, Marcus is... Mark, sorry, is... Uh, Wetting himself for some reason in the corner there. It's just that Marcus, towards the beginning of the season, when it was being mentioned, referred to him as Revis. I, I seem to remember that. Oh, Revis <laughs> Island. Yes, yes, yeah, a small little place. <laughs> <laughs> Room for one. <laughs> just Marcus. Um, yeah, I think when Akib Talib went from New England when they released him last year, I mean we were, we were kind of scratching our heads and saying well why would you let one of your best defensive players go and then they bought in Revis and they bought in Browner um, and it was just you like well, well obviously that's why they did it because they knew they had Browner and Revis coming in and plus obviously they've got Butler as well who comes in as the, the nickel corner so um, yeah to leave a great pick up for, for the Broncos and 
New England, they always seem they always have something up their sleeve, don't they? Which is just kind of um, mm-hmm. other defensive players. I, I, I want to mention myself came up in the the quiz there. Justin Houston and, and some of the players on that Kansas City defense. I mean, um, myself, I, for some reason, I thought he only had twenty and a half sacks, which is just completely off. But yeah, tying the sack leading record, Justin Houston and a team like Kansas, I think. And when he went down injured. Kansas sure went on the, the one where they went for about 12 weeks without letting a rushing touchdown in or something yeah. like that as well. Yeah, Kansas defense didn't let in a rushing touchdown until uh, Latavius Murray scored yeah. against them, yeah. I mean, wow. that, that, that's, that's just crazy. That's I mean, impressive. It? it was 12 weeks, I think, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, around that, that so it was basically, what, three quarters, well, yeah, three quarters of the season. Yeah, and Houston was a, a massive part of that, really, wasn't he? So... Yeah, for me, definitely worth a mention. Mention Revis, obviously. Lewis, do you have any others? Um, uh, well, I've got three honourable mentions. I'll probably say, uh, I'll quickly fire them out. Uh, Julius Peppers for the Packers. He's made some, you know... Oh, Packers love uh, being biased towards the team. You wouldn't catch me doing that. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, might as well mention Marcel Darius, Jerry Hughes, <laughs> Carl so, Williams. So, so where, where do we actually purchase one of these Buffalo Bill shoehorns? <laughs> Um, I'd probably say yeah Julius Peppers has you know come to you know make some really good plays I I was happy you know that we picked him up off uh, Bears Bears but um, also uh, and Duncan Sue um, he's on his way to Miami now but he's you know he's definitely the forefront of a the older Lions defensive line and if I had to say one player of honourable mention that really had some absolutely spectacular interceptions and just had a really good season for me I think Cam Chancellor there was a few there's a few plays that he made like well out of the list of many that you know like a couple of interceptions he caught on that and like some tackles he really you know, up to the Chancellor is the boom in the Legion of yeah, Boom he is, no, yeah, it's, it's, right. the, it's the yeah. full frontal attitude without yeah. Chancellor there is no Legion of Boom it's just yeah. three great defensive backs yeah and yeah and it's, he kind of, like I, can't, I, can't, I couldn't tell you what game it was but it was just one where he had like this spectacular low interception um, and he just Oh, I was yeah, it was, it was really. He, so he got a really low down interception and then he chucked it away. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> just going by the actions that Lewis gave there. Yeah, but no, he was so yeah. excited with his interception, he just threw it away. <laughs> so, yeah, so excited. But yeah, definitely, yeah, those three. I'll probably say. Well, so for the winner then um, of the, the award, Buffalo Bills entire defense. No, 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 no. Hell no! 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 I refuse! No! No! On a serious note, JJ Watt. Say what? He is the man that can. The man beast. I mean, 78 tackles, four forced fumbles, 20 and a half sacks, five fumble recoveries, two defensive touchdowns. The Luke Marks is about to give me so whether I should or shouldn't mention his receiving touchdowns because we're talking about defensive player. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just <laughs> all that and a partridge in the pear tree sort of thing. It's just, <laughs> what didn't he do this year? Play for Buffalo? <laughs> What's the pity? I mean, it's even, it's even no, but he got a fantastic pick six against Buffalo, to be fair. It's even the idea is that I think this is, this is a case of a remarkable individual really I mean the fact that why did he sign some stupid million pound and then was up 5am the next day to go to his usual gym work I think what this is showing now like JJ Watt is leading the forefront for the league and now getting like the more and more players that come through you're finding like diverse players that can do more than one position like uh, Marcus mentioned earlier you know you've got the 
the safety safety cornerback um, going on, um, and like you're seeing just a whole new like the fact that JJ what yeah he is you know he he's an absolutely incredible defensive player, but he also he kind of you know for what he did he showed that he could make the plays where I guess. Oh yeah, it's like it's all the time. Yeah, it does it with pretty much a busted face, you know. Yes, yeah. I think on a on a serious note, I think um, <clears throat> for me, you know, every once in a while or every once in a few generations, you get a player, and I'm being serious about it. You get a player that rewrites a position or how that position is played or the prototype for that position. JJ Watt is that yeah, for defensive end mm. because it used to be about speed rush rushing, but JJ Watt can speed rush. He can tackle the runner. He's known as JJ Swat for a reason. He's got a great pair of hands on him as well and can pick it off at close range. I mean, as we said, there isn't very much that this guy can't do and it's just completely rewrite. So people around the league are trying to get this kind of tall, handsy, mobile defensive end that can do everything, everything because in yeah. general yeah and you need someone to be swatting down the line of scrimmage and you see a lot more passes being swapped because people are trying to model their the way their defensive lines work around players like JJ Watt who can get up and, and reach for the ball mm-hmm. yeah I think it's, it's funny you say that actually the fact that um, like JJ Swat and that like the fact that you mentioned that he had the uh, interception um, inceptions and you know I think just adding to that I, I think it was said they had like t- 10 passes defended out like just like just from absolutely just mugging everybody off <laughs> yeah I mean I don't know what else more we can say about this guy but for me I think if he stays healthy he's gonna there's no question he's going into the Hall of Fame because he has rewritten that position yeah too right and I'm guessing that's ending the discussion with the, the nods I'm getting. There's no Pretty other yeah. way around looking that, that JJ Watt is the winner for our Mr. Award. Fantastic. So we'll move on now to MVP. Yeah, MVP, League MVP. So again, we start with honourable mentions. I'm going to kick things off with the beast, Marshall Lynch, because when you talk about MVP, you're talking about, for me, the difference it has if you remove that player from the equation for a team the impact it would have whether they would still be the same team whether they still have the same momentum so the likes of Marshall Lynch who is that offence Russell Wilson is a great player without Marshall Lynch there would he be as effective is a question and a lot of teams game plan to try and make Wilson beat you granted in some of the playoff games he did show that like for the Super Bowl rather he showed that he could beat you to a point, but then against Green Bay, he threw four picks, and in the Super Bowl, he threw a pick when the game was on the line. So, yeah. you know, you're almost right to put the game on Wilson's shoulders rather than, you know, allowing Lynch anything because he's proved that whilst he is a great player, he's prone to mistakes. So yeah. that's that for me. That's impact. That's MVP because of what he brings to the team and everything else. So, and the impact he has on on that team's offense. Uh, People may have uh, this guy as their MVP, so I might might leave him to... uh, I'm going to mention him now because I want to put him in honourable mentions, but we'll see. Um, JJ Watt uh, as league MVP. It was a very close run because we just talked there about how he did everything for the Texans. He was getting interceptions, forcing fumbles, recovering fumbles, catching touchdowns from tight end. What what didn't this guy do? I mean, what other names do you want to kind of throw in their honourable mention mixer before we discuss the, potentially the two candidates for, for MVP, which would be JJ Watt and Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, of course. For so, I me, mean, um, one of them has to be DeMarco Murray. 
Oh, sorry. Sorry. Oh, he's a, what's that? A stolen number. Do you, you want to just take your feet off his toes, Marcus? <laughs> yeah. oh, it was just, firstly, it was the 100, game, uh, 100 yard game yes. run. The yeah. whole the fact is that it was seven games with 100 yards. Uh, was it seven or actually was it eight? Because he broke the record. I mean, the record was six and he broke it with seven. Yeah. 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 But it was, it was the. You just showed you what he could do healthy, and I think it was almost that sort of that sort of sellout year where it's like I'm going for broke. You know, there's nothing holding me back now, and you know, Cowboys they need something to reignite themselves, and the fact that they found that run game they haven't found, I don't think they really had since since Emmett really yeah. oh and you've just reminded me actually some people we didn't necessarily mention in the the rookie award and I feel a bit bad now is some of the Dallas O-line are rookies this year and that O-line was amazing mm-hmm. yeah, they, yeah. Bought, they got they got they oh, felt DeMarco out as well didn't they yeah massively so when you think I say a young young O-line put yeah, together yeah like yeah DeMarco Murray you could yeah. had a phenomenal season but that O-line is was half of the equation there mm-hmm. without a doubt yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. Agree. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd probably say on uh, on board mention had a um, had a had a good season, but you know, always one for me that I've always uh, always enjoyed watching is um, Calvin Johnson, Megatron. Man. Hey, Megatron! Yeah, he was he was injured for a few games, wasn't he? Yeah, but, but still, he still kept. He was consistent, like you know, when he like when he came back off injury as well. So was, um, unfortunately, you didn't get to see him at the Wembley game. Oh, that's, <laughs> yeah, you only seen him on the sidelines, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah. But maybe this year. Yeah, that's it. That's very true. Because uh, hang on, yeah, the Lions are back yes, this year, aren't they? Uh, Chiefs. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So hopefully we'll get to see them this year. Should be awesome. So let's get on to the discussion then for MVP. Because I think personally, unless you have any other honourable mentions, guys, I think it has to be between Aaron Rodgers and and JJ Watt. Now, as uh, doing the stats in in Harry's absence, Aaron Rodgers, four thousand three hundred eighty-one passing yards. 38 touchdowns and then I'm going to circle what I think for me is just a phenomenal figure five interceptions now two of them were in one game yep. what game was that Lewis? that was the championship game oh no it was a Buffalo Bill game <laughs> <laughs> oh, so funny that <laughs> <laughs> but my point is that to have that low a number of interceptions in this day and age with the quality of cornerback around the league mm-hmm. to only be turned the ball over five times and he showed I mean he had a shaky start to the season we mentioned it again um, in earlier podcasts but when he came out and said you know what guys I got this this team's on me I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna prove to everyone that I am actually a great quarterback. This is what I do. Um, went on to throw for that many yards, that many touchdowns, and and just didn't turn the ball over. And the thing is, partially through the season, he was injured as well, and he was still. Oh yeah, I mean, even on, on form, yes, yes, the last yes. couple of games, wasn't it? It was like, ah, uh, yeah, it was his hamstring or something. It was five, quad, calf, calf. Yeah, he threw a touchdown yeah, as he pulled his calf, off. didn't he? Yeah. It's like running limping and still. But one thing that you say that that's one thing that really got me is the fact that I really, I mean, he's yeah, he's a like again being unbiased for you, he's yeah, he's an absolutely incredible player. But it's the fact that you, uh, what, um, I can't remember what game it was, but um, although he, he uh, yeah, he, he damaged his calf and it got progressively worse and you saw that but he still it was a third down on one of the plays and he still didn't find any plays but he powered through and he ran and got the first and ten for uh, for, for the play and you know to kind of know what position he's in with you know in the, in the pain and that for him to just get straight on with it and you know saw what he thought was right and that you know kind of really he's, you can count on him 
Yeah, so I think we need to think then between the. Uh, I was actually then between the three of them, bring Demarco Murray into the equation as well for for MVP. Um, between actually, the I've three, honourable mention. Then sorry. Oh, oh, oh okay. Sorry. We'll back to that, are we? Okay. Going back to that. So one one person I feel just because um, he sort of encapsulated this sort of this comeback. Um, this, the game is never over point to Kyle Orton when he threw the touchdown to Sammy Watkins against the Miami Vikings <laughs> Miami Vikings <laughs> Miami Vikings <laughs> <laughs> they're a new team they're, uh, yes what's that Madam Charles Branding the Minnesota Vikings <laughs> I was going to say actually Tom Brady could if you took yes. Tom Brady out of the Patriots do they do what they do no they don't do what they do is the game ever over with him in the game no, no. and the Super Bowl showed that for you you know I mean that was a, a perfectly pinnacle and I think at some point when he does um, call it a day I think it's not going to be as easy as putting what's his name Garoppolo or whatever it is um, straight in there and they're the same sort of 14 and 2 team no 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 for me that does not happen you know there's going to be a, a heck of a transition no but even with Matt Castle they were an 11 and 5 team but Brady is an amazing there's yeah. no doubt Brady is and well with that said does he get an honourable mention or does he even get included in the MVP bearing in mind he took them all the way and won the Super Bowl with them again yeah considering they lost the what the day they were really they were 2 and 2 again at the start of the season weren't they I think yeah it was a very good shot at the start of the season because we beat them yeah, well, yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, but that's it. so they were in a similar position. It's got to be the shortest, I think. Maybe. Yeah. So between those, then, because fair play for mentioning Brady, because he's always at the top of his game. He's always getting them to championship games or Super Bowls themselves. And <laughs> you look at how successful the guy's been; it's unbelievable. Really, so he's won three out of uh, six Super Bowls now, hasn't he? So when you think that some players don't ever get to a Super Bowl, Brady has been to six and won half of them. Yeah. It's just incredible. Yeah, he just he's just not been able to beat Eli Manning. Um, is that right? Actually, said three out of six that he's won Super Bowls. Help me out here because they've won four. Oh no, they've won four, haven't they? Sorry, won four. Apologies. So yeah, they won four out of six. My bad. Yeah, because they won three in four years. Three in four years, and then they won this one. Yeah, four. So yeah, even better. Sorry, he's won four out of six Super Bowls, and two losses to Eli Manning. Yeah, who? Sorry. <laughs> he gets his own honourable mention, bless him. Yeah, he absolutely does. If he waited for me, Beckham Jr. wouldn't get anywhere near his money with champions. Anyway, moving swiftly on. So MVP. <laughs> Even with the boss here, he still lets me digress and I don't I don't understand what's going on there. But so JJ Watt, Rogers. Brady, I, who are we voting for? I think Rogers, myself. The only reason being is because uh, for his work um, <laughs> on and off the field, um, he you know he does a lot of work off the field as well as work on the field, and that's what kind of uh, would put his MVP. Yeah, we'll put that that's which you're referring to that's going in the show notes. Yeah. yeah, with with his work in the community, yeah, definitely. Marcus, I am going to go and put it in that late bit of Brady. Yeah. Oh, okay, MVP. Wayne Brady. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> slight difference between the two. Echo difference. No, uh, yeah, I, I say Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Okay, so well, I could play devil's advocate here and say JJ Watt, and then make the boss make yeah. a decision. Yeah. So I'm going to say JJ Watt, and then make the boss make a decision. <laughs> so I know where I'm, I'm going with this anyway, um, and I kind of agree with Lewis on this one, really, because of the fact that he, the injury. And just playing on the way he did. I mean, 
he is a force to be reckoned with. And you know, I know we've, <laughs> but he's just so consistent. There's no other way to put it. He is so consistent. Yeah. Cool. So Aaron Rodgers, then is what you're yeah. going with, yeah? Yeah. Okay. So fair play. So yeah. So Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers. Why did you? Why did you? Is he having a wabbit theory? Wabbit the bird. Be very, very quiet. <laughs> We're working for terrorists. <laughs> 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 tribute to the late Robin Williams not a great one <laughs> but if you watch Robin Williams live on Broadway you'll understand where I'm going with that but yeah you have to listen to it and, and see I may try and find a link for the show notes <laughs> <laughs> so we finish off then with our offensive impact player of the year otherwise known as our <laughs> award so we've mentioned a few offensive players in the MVP there, but I think we should probably just come down and just give honourable mentions and who we want to throw out for the winner of the award. So I think we've got to mention Odell Beckham Jr. just because of the season he had in such a short space of time. And over 16 games, Calvin Johnson's record is is definitely under jeopardy for me. We'll see. Um, so it'll be interesting what happens there next year. He's healthy. Yeah, obviously Aaron Rodgers as well. Yeah, DeMarco Murray. Who else do we want to kind of throw in the mix for this award? Uh, throw in the mix. I've got. Well, I, I also had sort of Des. Des Bryant, yeah, I was yeah. In as well. It's not, no, no, no. We just love the Cowboys here. Just, but they did have a great offensive year. That's the fact. Is they put up a lot of points and they made a lot of big plays. Well, he tied uh, Michael Irvin's touchdown record, didn't he? Honorable mention. This is this is one who made an absolute spectacular catch. Julio Jones. Oh, Julio Jones? Yeah. Julio Jones, sorry. He, yeah, definitely worked Yeah, Julio uh, is probably on Revis Island. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, Julio. Yeah, hey right. Julio, get me a beer. Yeah, so Julio will get the stretch in it. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, uh, he's made a few spectacular catches these, uh, this season as well. Yeah, um, without a doubt. Any, yeah, any uh, other names you want to... Beast Mode. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. Marshall Lynch, absolutely. The man. Oh, one actually I do want to put on there and I don't think we've even gone there tonight T.Y. Hilton the way he's just emerged as number numero uno wide receiver down in uh, well not really down in Indianapolis even though it's in the south well it's midwest yeah really that's about it. the fact is they needed someone because Wayne sort of stopped putting the numbers up they needed someone to turn up yeah, yeah. yeah. and let's face it they didn't have a run game so they threw to him a low yeah between him and um, Kobe Fleener wasn't it yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Rogers, the uh, the young receiver there as well. He had a lot of receptions. Yeah. Both of them are just lightning. Yeah. <laughs> I think, think Hilton really emerged as you know he's, he wasn't drafted to be the sort of like you know like Sammy Watkins got drafted to be the the, the guy. He just stepped up and became him. Yeah, absolutely. So I think then um, just looking at the time, who do we want to put as our final? I'm going to pressure you now for your winners, and we'll see if we all agree. Uh, offensive player of the year Lewis DeMarco Murray DeMarco Murray DeMarco Murray I think so yeah okay so congratulations then to DeMarco Murray for being our offensive impact player of the year so that wraps up our awards 
Um, and actually, sorry, something I forgot to... Uh, I'm going to come back to this, and I probably just want to do this at the time, but our Rookie of the Year award, as it doesn't have a name, our Rookie of the Year should be the Odell Beckham Jr. Award. From now on. Spanhead Productions are a small, independent sound recording company based in rural Hertfordshire. We specialise in creating content for all your podcasting needs, whether it be field recordings, fox pops, or capturing the atmosphere during social events. Editing is a very time-consuming job, so Spanhead Productions are on hand to take away some of the burden for you. Just advise us on how you'd like your content to sound, and we will do the rest. We can even help you design and manage a website for your podcast too. Visit us now, spanheadproductions.com. Weebly.com. That's spamheadproductions.weebly.com. As it's the end of season show, I think it's only fair that we finish up with a collage of myself and uh, Mr. Innuendo's bloopers from the end. You say this is amateur hour, so there are a lot of uh, bloopers, but hey, we like to have a laugh. That's what we're here on this podcast for. We hope you guys have a, a great time listening to us and enjoy yourself, especially with some of the things that Marcus comes out and how sometimes I rival his innuendo or at least try to. So let's hand it over to the boss for him to take care of this segment well I really enjoyed putting this lot together uh, there was such a lot of really good ones to put in and um, I've yeah I think you'll enjoy what I've, I've put together here I don't even know I'm quite keen to hear this <laughs> did Lewis make it on there no damn <laughs> okay let's go <laughs> This is my fun. The only thing you went is mine. Let's start off with a bang. <laughs> well, I was just okay. The innuendos are back. You know what? Actually, it could possibly be the last time I really got excited. It was crazy. I mean, I, I honestly thought um, Antonio Brown. Oh, <laughs> wow, that was almost like um, Tannehill moment. That was. Uh, yeah, it's um, Tannehill. It's poor Brown. <laughs> has been grinding his own gears this week this portrait's got a quick release you've got someone like the Garrett Brown who just wants to put his head down and like charge gung-ho into every single gap and just blow it open and whenever he feels like it we saw Mohamed Sanu at one point have been locked for about 50 yards looks like he took a uh, helmet to the hand I'm here Sanjay you catch that ball you're getting whipped take control baby oh I had a proper great fantasy about Trey Mason oh 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 Robert Woods is spectacular one hand one helmet <laughs> I just happened to mention that he would like to throw his sexy deep balls at Doug Bolton something just popped up at me there <laughs> let's just realise that's a proper Marcus moment that deflating their own balls but <laughs> Slowness can actually pick up on that. <laughs> exactly. We've ground our gears quite nicely tonight, haven't we not? I have an interesting stat. Okay. okay. Stat time. Do you know that the Blackhawks have won more games at Soldier Field than the Bears have this season? <laughs> Thanks, Phil. Because I know we could waffle on all night if we wanted to. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We, we do like to waffle, as I'm sure our listeners have noticed. But hey, you're still listening, so that's what we appreciate. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it won't happen again, even though it is right now with this little waffle about how we don't waffle and we do waffle, blah, blah, blah. So enjoy that little waffle about the waffle about the waffle. Apologize. 
apologising for the waffle. If I put it like that, then you'll say yes, basically, yeah? Yeah, you can, then. And add that blog there. You normally make about as much sense as that last sentence. I'll tell you what, that was, that was complete and that wasn't it. That was the fact you can imagine them, like, not actually having a vision this year and having the visual winner. Fumbalaya strikes again. Reminiscent of a few years ago when Seattle Seahawks got into the playoffs with a record of seven not at slur. That doesn't even make any sense. That's not even a proper sentence. Sorry, I'm pretty sure it sounded like I said Wookiee, but I can assure you my Kevin's definitely is not Wookiee. I have been in and out. Sorry, I didn't get the ding in my ear, you see. I'm sorry, guys. Sorry, you don't get the ding in your ear. Really, that doesn't sound logic. Um, so, with that, sorry, Mark, we're just kind of ranting on here, and you're probably just like wondering what we're doing and why we're waffling, but we're just going to keep waffling and see if it ends up in the end of season show. Do you say waffles? Should we keep this going a little bit more and see if I get any comments about it? Mark, just sit there going, I'm really curious. Just here, so I don't get fined. Ooh, bloody blog blog. That's not a mouthful at all. I didn't struggle to say that without going there, 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 there. Um, but no, when going there, 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 Exactly. Until afterwards, when I went. One um, second, I got a bit of lag on my. Um, what did you just call me? <laughs> what say thou? What say thou? Yeah. No. 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 Yes. No. Will you miss me, Marcus? Oh, I always do. <laughs> oh, hello. Go. Potential Super Bowl question mark? Yes. Definitely gonna be the Super Bowl question mark. Uh, <laughs> I'll take that as a no, shall I? <laughs> I can't remember an hour of developing to a bird. <laughs> <laughs> It's like it's like in that scene. Play that last bit again. Bloopers, we did really well there, bud. <laughs> uh, thanks for putting those together, boss. That was <laughs> quality. Um, I don't know if I can control my laughter much more. So, I think the best thing for me to do is wrap this up before I cry with laughter too much and say, Mr. Crawley, thank you very much for coming on the show, sir. Uh, thank you. Now it's been it's been really good. It's cool to wrap everything up, but yeah, thank you very much. Hopefully, I'll be off on that at some point next season. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome to have you back on the show, sir. Boss man, producer, Mr. Taylor. Thank you for everything, sir, and thanks for being here this evening. No problem. I'm just um, here so you don't get fined. Well, that too. Uh, but I'm just overjoyed that you uh, actually enjoyed the surprise I had for you. So. Oh, a- amazing surprise. I think, Marcus, what a quality surprise. I had no idea that Dana, Dana would be doing that for us. So, Marcus. Another great year of spit with my friends, some fantastic bloopers, honorary handshake. Um, great year, thanks for being the ever awesome, ever present, ever amazing, putting up with my ever stuff so that I don't get bleeped. Uh, <laughs> yeah, awesome to work with you, buddy, absolute pleasure. And uh, 
until the next season of the NFL you know they'll just have to uh, put up with us on LFL Talk a nice little shameless plug which is going to be coming to you every week of the LFL season for those who haven't seen it we do have a Women of the Gridiron page on our website where you can see some trailers we've put together this year to try and entice you to follow the Legends Football League which is a great filler in between the NFL season and these women playing the sport they're phenomenal athletes they know the game they hit twice as hard as the men do you'll see if you watch the the first trailer on there uh, a great sport to watch and listen maybe to some of the interviews we have on the podcast as well so with that said remember hey guys if you want to get a hold of Audrey or Marcus send them an email at ballhawksnest at gmail.com our shows are also on iTunes and we are rebroadcast on the Awake Radio group until next time football fans stay safe Take care, and thanks for stopping by.